In this episode of Things You Should Know, I'm sitting here with Neil Roseman, the owner of a company called Lead Probe. And really, this podcast is about lead paint in your home. Should you be concerned or not? You're going to really enjoy it. All right. So, Neil, thanks for uh, coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Todd. Appreciate it. So why don't you tell everyone what you do? Um, well, I own Lead Probe, and we do lead paint inspections. We've done tens of thousands of them over the years since 2004, all over Maryland and the District of Columbia. When is really the date of whether you should be questioning whether your home has lead paint or not? Oh, that's, that's a great question, Todd, because there's uh, like one of the myths of lead paint is that you know lead paint can be present prior to 1978. So at 78 or later, it was outlawed, and you're you know pretty safe. Okay. However, and is they stopped using lead paint in reality way before that. Okay. When was that? Do you think? So ba just based on us doing you know tens of thousands of inspections, we find that they, as a rule of thumb, as long as you have replacement windows, that they've stopped using lead paint around the mid 40s on the inside of the properties and the mid to late 60s on the exterior. Now, it's just a rule of thumb, okay? But it's a very effective rule of thumb. But they started knowing that lead paint had hazards in the house in the 40s. Well, France outlawed it in 1890. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, so as, as the early 1900s happened, more and more research studies started to show it. So how did they come up with the date in 1978? Well, it's just when the law passed, I think they passed the law in the late 60s, and then they gave it time for the, for the supplies to work through the distribution channels. Hmm. So that's one reason why you don't see lead paint after the 60s, because the manufacturers, as a rule of thumb, stopped manufacturing the minute it was outlawed, and it, it went through the the supply channels a lot faster than I think the law allowed for. Yeah. So, um, so there's a chance, even if your house was built in 1970, that lead paint doesn't exist. Well, not only is there a chance, I mean, if, if you, if you want to do a lead paint inspection, in 1970s house, I'll bet you double or nothing. It doesn't have lead. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, I hear as a realtor of many years, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they, they really think that, um, lead, is ingested by their ch child, like chewing on the windowsills. And right. that's not really true, right? Isn't it mostly the dust? Well, that that is true. Okay. However, it hap it happens many other ways. All right. And that's what people don't really understand. So give us some other ways. Yeah. So if you have uh, lead paint in the house and you've got chipping, peeling, flaking lead paint, it gets on the floors, turns to dust. And the children just touch the floor, crawl on the floor, put their hands on the floor, suck their thumbs, put their hands in their mouths, and that's how they ingest the lead. So you don't have to feed them paint chips. They don't have to eat paint chips. They don't have to gnaw on their crib or a windowsill. They could just touch the floor and put their hands in their mouths and ingest the lead over time. And another popular way is when they open and close windows, right, that, that the dust is... Like if the windows are old, is that right? That creates the dust, which okay. then they touch in some way. So is it more of an inhalation issue, or or is it more when they would chew it or eat it or consume it? So it would be, I would say, ninety nine percent of the time, it's not inhalation because lead dust is very heavy, so it falls to the ground very okay. quickly. The only time inhalation would be an issue is if you're doing construction okay. or renovation in the property, right? Which is how most you know, white collar people end up with elevated blood levels. Yeah. So um, what can you tell people as far as, I mean, should 
we be concerned if we're living in a home that hasn't had many renovations and or, or what, what, what should we be concerned about? Well, the first thing I think that your viewers should understand is, is who's at risk. So the people that are at risk are kids ages zero through six and pregnant women. Okay. Okay. So zero through six, because you have that hand to mouth contact of a young person. And then also their brain is not, their nervous system is not fully developed and the lead affects the nervous system development. So at six, their nervous system is fully developed. You don't see very much hand to mouth contact at that point. So therefore it's no longer an issue. Pregnant women, obviously, because they're carrying a fetus, okay, and the, um, the hormones in a pregnant woman release the lead that's stored in their bones into the bloodstream. If you have somebody in the house, ages zero through six, or a pregnant woman, I'm not saying you should be concerned, because I hate that word. You, you should be aware. Okay. Okay, because I don't want to be the guy, like, raising red flags on everything. Right. Okay? You should be aware if you're in a pre-1978 house, and I would even say so that would be the technical answer the reality answer is maybe a pre-1945 house then there'd be some areas to be concerned about uh, you know on the inside and maybe some appropriate actions to take and i know i mean i'm obviously you're not a doctor um but um do you know what some of the lead paint sim poisoning symptoms are or what the effects or long-term effects are well if we get, if poisoning? we get to the if we get to the point where there's symptoms we've got a huge problem okay okay because that means you're we're way past We've got real problems. Right. Okay? You say it stores in your bones? Is that what you're Correct. Okay. Okay. So it so you will not be able to tell, see symptoms in a child as a rule of thumb. It's get you, you do get tested um, from your pediatrician, then usually they, they run a blood test at around two years old. Okay. And that tells you if, if you start to have elevated blood levels or not. One of the great things that we do in society today is we test the kids way more often than we did 30, 40 years ago. Sure. So we catch it so quickly we can intervene right. way before it becomes a real issue. Yeah. And as far as what are the long-term effects? Oh, mental disability, aggressiveness, you know. I'd even heard is that maybe some ADHD is attributed absolutely, to? Absolutely. There's lots of those kinds of effects on lead paint. And that usually takes place, is my understanding, as you get to the higher lead levels. Mm -hmm. And we're catching people very quickly now with the new testing. Right. So, I mean, obviously not just to promote you or getting um, you know, more business for yourself, but for just for the public. I mean, would you suggest that if they're living in that pre-78 house that they should have some type of you know, analysis or inspection? My take on it is that it's what the the parents, if they have young children, okay, right? Remember, yes. we have to zero through six, okay? Or they're going to have young children. Mm -hmm. is their, their level of concern. I think having a basic lead test to see if you have lead, okay? So we take to do that, we would take an x-ray gun, mm -hmm. and we shoot an x-ray gun throughout the house between maybe 100 and 200 times, inside and out. Okay. And then we can identify all the areas that have lead paint. Now that, what's the purpose of an x-ray gun? Well, that reads through all the layers of paint. Okay. Re remember, the lead paint is probably not the top layer. Okay. It's probably the, the foundation layer. All right. But, and you and might it's still, at, you could still be at risk by that inner layer of paint? Well, yes, because, so here, here's the way to think of it lead paint itself is safe, lead dust is not. Okay. So as long as that lead paint has been, is encapsulated, it's stabilized, right. it's, not a, it's not a hazard. But once it starts to chip, right. 
peel, flake, gets worn. Right. Then it get then it. So if you're doing construction, you're doing improvements, or now you want to you know cut a new vanity in, or anything that you're yep. where you'll be disturbing those multiple layers. Really, you should know what's behind there. Yes, because especially if you have young kids, you're and, pregnant. Right, and if you're hiring a contractor to do that work, that contractor mm -hmm. must be RRP certified, okay. which is renovation, mm -hmm. repair, and maintenance certified. By it's required right. by law by the EPA. Okay. So he he either he or she either has to assume that it's lead paint, right? Pre seventy eight, right? And use lead safe work practices, right? Or assume it, or have it tested to prove that it's not lead paint. Okay. So sure. one of the advantages of having somebody like us test ahead of time is you know where the lead paint is. You right. can give that report to your contractor when the time comes for renovation. Sure. Whether it be ten years from now or next week. Sure. And then you, as as those areas that have lead paint deteriorate over time, you can maintain them. So that's the purpose of you safe. shooting a couple hundred times that with that X-ray gun to determine even each room and which wall in that room maybe has the lead paint Correct. behind it. Um, so what's an idea of what something like that costs? Uh, I mean, the rule of thumb, like what we charge in the Baltimore City County area is two ninety five okay. for a normal size Under home. 300 bucks. Yeah, and maybe- Not and very we, expensive. No, we charge like at. 345 down in PG in Montgomery County, okay. Washington, D.C. Based on your travel. Exactly. And there are other companies out there that probably do this as well, right? Yep, about the same price. or usually seem to be a little bit more than us. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So what what are the requirements of landlords, at least in Maryland? Well, it's real simple. In Maryland, any pre-1978 rental property that's okay has to have a lead a valid lead certificate. It has to be registered with the MDE, unless it's lead-free or limited lead-free, then it doesn't need to be registered. And you have to um, um, give the tenants copies of the Notice of Tenants' Rights for Maryland and the P EPA pamphlet, and you have to give that to them every two years. And you have to have proof that you gave it to them. So those are the four components that you would need to fulfill to be in compliance as a landlord in Maryland on a pre-1978 rental property. Yeah, we're even seeing um, where the lenders, if you want to have rental properties, we even see a lot of the lenders will not lend money on houses that haven't been determined to be lead free. Right. Exactly. You see that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a so it's a big deal. Yes. It really is. And a the big fines deal. are incredible if yeah. you get caught. Remember, if you it's it's there's a big distinction between being a rental owner and being a homeowner. You can it's, it's so so the example I would give you is you know you can make dinner for your friends, and the health department doesn't care. You open up a restaurant, and they're going to be there every six months to. To, That's right. To do same thing that when you are a landlord, I, I know that most landlords kind of consider themselves well. I couldn't sell my property, so now I rent it. Right. Maybe but, they were stuck. Exactly. And couldn't sell it because it was worth less than what they owe on it. Right. Especially in the big downturn that we just had. But the government views you as a professional housing provider, and they want you to be licensed and inspected and sure. certified. Yeah. So you need that certification. Two types of certifications for rental properties, and it spills over to homeowners also. One is lead-free. So if you're lead-free, that means you're lead-free inside and outside of the property, you're done forever. Never need to be reinspected. Never needs to be reinspected. Okay. Then there's limited lead-free, which is close 
uncle of lead free, okay, which means you're lead free on the inside of the property, but there is lead on the outside. Okay. That means you're done forever on the inside, but the outside needs a visual inspection every two years. Mm -hmm. And then there's what they call a full risk reduction, which makes no mm -hmm. sense that they call it that name. You and I would refer to that as lead safe or the dust wipes. So lead safe means that there is lead in the property, but there's no chipping, peeling, flaking paint because that's what causes the problem. And we take dust wipes from each room to prove that there's no lead dust. That's good until the tenant moves out, then you have to do it again. If the tenant does fill out a notice of defect, then you'd be required to go back and do it again. Gotcha. But for most scenarios, you're right. fine until that next tenant sure. leaves. Well, it sounds like a lot. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate your advice on this topic. Uh, we certainly get it a lot. And uh, so Neil Roseman, Lead Probe is his company. And uh, I'm sure you'll be glad to, uh, we can pub publish your uh, sure. information. So sure. in the show notes, uh, depending on whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're listening to this through an audio podcast, um, Neil, how can they get a hold of you? Um, really simply, my phone number, 410-591-4597. That's 410-591-4597. Or my webpage, lots of great information on my webpage at leadprobe.com. So it's lead, L-E-A-D, probe, P-R-O-B-E.com. And you can reach me through you know email through that webpage. Great. Well, we really appreciate it. And uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Things You Should Know. Saks Realty, Maryland Broker, number 607720, office number 443-318-4514, equal housing opportunity.